welcome to Akio Potterheads, a Harry Potter podcast. I'm Elsie. And I'm Scarlett. Today we are going to be discussing Chapter 5 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Diagon Alley. So make sure you have read the chapter and you're ready to discuss it with us. Okay, last episode. I don't know why I said it like that. Last episode was a song. It's not this one. Yeah. Okay. No, we're not, we're not making another song episode. That was okay, that was okay. specifically for last one. And then if there's another nat- national song, then we'll be recording. Wow, we're not even it. like a minute in and we're already singing songs. <laughs> I know. Like, no, we're, we're like already distracted. Seconds. We're like 20 seconds in. Yeah, we're just distracted already. Okay. Um. So last episode, we meet Mr. Hagrid. Mr. Rubius Hagrid. Keep up the keys and crowd at Hogwarts. Of course, you know all about Hogwarts. And he barges down the door. He barges... He barges into the hut and he knocks the door down. We find out that our friend... On the script, she wrote, as he barges down the door into the hut. I was writing it quickly. I wrote it like two minutes ago. Um, We also find out that our friend, Mr. Harry James Potter, is a wizard. Dun, dun, dun! Sure. So Petunia gives a whole long speech thingy and Vernon says that he will not pay for a crackpot or for to teach Harry magic tricks. So Hagrid is very mean to Dudley, and he gives him a pig's tail. Bullying. Bullying. Oh, no, no more songs. Songs are not allowed this episode, okay? We also discover that Scarlet and I love to sing, which we just talked about. But you know what? That works. And we also learn that Harry's lightning bolt scar has more meaning to it than we originally believed. Okay. So- and I know that was like for five seconds when we discussed that, but that was really cool to me, so I put that in. Okay. So in this episode, Harry goes to Diagon Alley for the very first time. And Yay! Obviously, she's insanely excited by it because there's so much to see and do there. So um, he gets robes, um, ice cream, Hedwig, and lots of other Hogwartsy stuff. In the script, because she was doing, she was doing the like the thing where you like it, like you talk and then it voice type. I'm pretty Just sure she kidding. wrote a large ice cream, but it put a lot of ice cream. Do you want to know what that would taste like? Yeah. I feel like, what would a long ice cream be like? I don't know. I don't know either. Okay. So. So, he also meets Malfoy and gets his ticket to platform nine and three quarters. And he meets Mr. Ollivander and finds out his wand is a twin wand to Voldemort's. Okay. Shall we start? Okay. Let's start. Yes. So. Okay. Harry um, wakes up the next morning and tells himself all the events that happened the night before were just a dream. And he says, I dreamed a giant named Hagrid would come to tell me that I was going to a school for wizards. And when I open my eyes, I'll be back home in my cupboard. And I hate it when that happens. I know, me too. When you have like such a good dream and then you like try to like, you know, you try to keep your eyes shut like it doesn't have to be over. Like one time I was dreaming that I got to move to Maine. I want to move to Maine. I don't live in Maine, but I want to. Why Why do you want to move away from Maine? Because I love Maine. Well, then you love Maine? You can move to Maine with me. But then I'd be with Grace, and then you can move next door. I had this whole thing. I had this whole thing in my dream. Well, that works for me, too. It was just a whole Did I move with you? Yeah. It was just a whole big thing, but then it was over. But obviously, in Harry's case, this was not a dream. So uh, then Harry eventually, like, opened his eyes. And he discovers that it was, all of it was real. Yay! <gasps> so this is kind of weird, but if that one chapter had been a dream, nothing in this book would actually have happened. None of the events in any of the books. Yeah, any of the books. And it's so weird that like, such a small part makes such a big difference. It really is. Imagine if Sirius was the secret keeper. Yeah. That'd be, it's like so, I don't know. Yeah, it would just be so different, and it's such a it small would. part. It's just a, it's such a small part. But. Yeah. So Harry gets up quickly, insanely excited, obviously, and he goes straight to the window to let in an owl who's tapping on the glass. And um, he's like, Hagrid, there's an owl. Then Harry watches the owl like drop the newspaper on Hagrid, and Hagrid has his face on the sofa, and that's gross. Ew! His face is on the moth-eaten sofa with a million blankets. Ew! 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 That's so gross. Yeah. I don't think Hagrid cares. But um, then he says, like, uh, Harry, pay the owl. So I wonder if he was, like, awake the whole time. Yeah. Huh. That's weird. 
so then Harry goes like digging through Hagrid's coat pockets. His coat pockets? Hagrid has his coat. No, wait, his head doesn't have his coat on. Yeah. Never mind, forget I said that. He gave his coat to Harry. <laughs> right, okay, sorry. And he has a lot of strange things in his pockets, which we saw last episode. So uh, Hagrid tells Harry to give the owl like five knuts. And until two minutes ago, I thought that was pronounced nuts. So thank you, Scarlet. And thank you wherever she got that from. It was Google. But Google's a search engine. I, you have no idea how much time my librarian and my teacher spends telling me. Google is not a source. Google is not a source. Google is a search engine. It helps you find sources. Google is not a source, child. Move on. Move on. So, um, Harry obviously has no idea what Canucks are. So, Hagrid tells him there's a little brown bronze ones. And it's been kind of, it might be kind of weird to Hagrid. Like, Harry doesn't know anything about, like, money. Wizarding money. Because, like, that's me being, that's me being like, what's a dollar? What's a nickel? What's a dime? Oh, I don't know. But, I mean, if I was a wizard. Okay, I would kind of like to live a life where I didn't know what that was. Because I mean, I'd be a wizard. Yes. Or but, just be really stupid. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, I could be, like, two days old. That could be too. Two years are not stupid, and I do not know what these things are. Indeed. Indeed. So uh, then they're getting ready to go to Diagon Alley. And not knock, not, not, not Nocturne Alley. That is later when Harry says um, diagonally. <laughs> diagonally! No, but like, okay, so he was supposed, he was getting the flu uh, place to go to Diagon Alley, right? Yeah. And he was using flu powder for the first time. So uh-huh. Mrs. Weasley's like, you have to speak clearly. So he drops it. And then he gets, but he gets the soot in his throat, and he says diagonally, and he goes diagonally to Diagon, to Nocturne Alley. Oh. Yeah. I never realized no, that. No, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. He was trying to say Diagon Alley, but Nocturne Alley was diagonally from the bottle. So he oh. went diagonally. I never realized that. Then again, which, if you say diagonally, there's multiple ways you can go diagonally. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Moving on. Moving on. So, um, Harry's like, how am I going to pay all this st- for all this stuff? Because I don't have, I don't got any money. <laughs> um, because, like, obviously, anyone would ask that. Yeah. You know. Obviously. Like, you know. But, uh, Harry thinks he doesn't, like, have any money. But Hagrid tells him not to worry about it. And he's like, do you think your parents would just leave you with nothing? And Harry's like, yeah. Well, he doesn't say that. But I would just yeah. be like, yep, yeah, pretty sure my parents would just leave him with nothing. Yes. It's not like just because I'm a wizard, my parents are like naturally rich. Mm-hmm. But uh, Harry replies that like, but their house was destroyed. And Hagrid's like, but they don't keep their gold in the house. What the heck? It makes like no sense. Yeah, what? it's such a dumb question. <laughs> and Harry, poor Harry. He has no idea what wizard banks are. Hagrid's being mean. Yeah, he has no idea. No idea. So then Hagrid tells him the banks are run by goblins. So here. Is a little bit about the wonderful Goblin-y Goblins. Okay. So goblins are like really intelligent, like super smart. And they're like, um, they lived with the humans and they sort of like, but not like house elves lived with them. They didn't work for them, you know? Yeah. They just sort of lived, coexisted with them. That's a good word. Mm-hmm. And they speak gobbledygook. And they're really famous for, like, Gringotts. They run Gringotts. They're really good at making, like, stuff like the uh, sword of Gryffindor. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. They're really good at that. And they're actually related to Puckwidgies. They are related to Puckwidgies, which is, shout out to Ubermorne. So they're, uh, they're short, and they're very fair-skinned, because they don't spend any time outside, really. And they have long yes. fingers and dome-shaped heads, which is kind of creepy. But, and they're slightly larger than house elves. They all have black eyes. Black eyes. And Hagrid actually says that wizards only have one bank. They have other banks in other countries. I can't imagine everyone no. in the entire world having to go to Gringotts. No, like, no, no, of course not. There was, um, I think there was a wizarding one in America. Yeah, it's just so weird that you would then. say that because that's yeah, a I lie. Know. I don't know. So they're really, they're really smart. And they're a vital part of a wizarding society. And they're really good with silver. Yes, that's what I was thinking. So the king of the goblins was Renuk the First. And he made the Sword of Gryffindor. Renouk uh, uh, the First was a king of goblins during the lifetime of Godric Gryffindor and all the other founders. And he made the Sword of Gryffindor. Cool. And, yeah, Gringotts is locating in Diagon Alley. Yep. Yep. And, basically, they they um helped fight in the Wizarding Wars. And if you want to read more about goblins, 
uh, go to Harry Potter, uh, all lowercase, harrypotter.fandom.com forward slash wiki forward slash capital G Goblin. Okay. Well, it's not capital G and I'm Goblin. It's capital G in Goblin. Yeah. Yeah. You guys know what I mean. I think. I, I think so. I just, clearness is important. Yes. So this part is actually really interesting because, like, it's really, really important to the story. So when <laughs> people read it for the first time, when people read it for the first time, they just sort of breeze through it and forget about it. Because it doesn't have anything to do with later in the book. At oh, all. Oh, yeah. No, definitely not. So this is the part where Hagrid says he has to get something from Gringotts for Dumbledore. And it's secret Hogwarts business. But yeah, that's like a really important. Because that's the whole point of the story. The Sorcerer's yeah. Stone. Or the Philosopher's Stone. I don't think we have any listeners in England yet. Yes. But we will. We will. We, we will. will. Someday. Someday. Maybe. And you will get mad at You're going to get, like, if someone's listening to this, I feel like they're just going to be like, I'm hoping soon that you're going to be done with Philosopher's Stone. Because then you won't say Philosopher's Stone anymore. I mean, you'll, you won't say Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. So, yes, many thoughts to think, indeed. Many thoughts to think. I love thinking thoughts. Me too. Wait. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, thoughts for the win. <laughs> what? Okay. Sure. Yeah. So, um, then Harry asks Hagrid how he got there, which is a reasonable question. And this is Harry's, like, second glimpse of magic ever. And Hagrid. <laughs> um, that's the thing. <laughs> uh, this voice thing is not working out well for Scarlet because Hagrid appeared. Hagrid says that he flew, and Harry's like, flew? Are you a bird, Mr. Hagrid? I didn't actually say that, though. No, that was an Elseism. Yes. But then, of course, you know, Hagrid's not supposed to use magic, now that he's got Harry with him. Like, that happens. That doesn't happen at all. And I feel like it would have made it, made it more interesting if they'd flown, but whatever. It'd be like Mary Poppins! Yes! Yeah! They're just, Mary Poppins in the just, No, because Hagrid has an umbrella! So they just open Harry's umbrella oh and fly God. away. You like, are so right. I know. Just like Hagrid's the BFG. No. <laughs> we we talked about this in the last episode. I don't remember what it was. Okay, you just I just edited this like last night. You said he was the B F H G F A B D for a big friendly half giant for anyone but the Dursleys. Oh, right. Yes, I remember that now. <laughs> anyway, I'm just a genius. I come out with all these theories about Hagrid, and it's just great theories. Oh, I said that. No. Yeah, you did, but I came up with the BFG part. Um, so then I get into a boat, and Hagrid says he, don't want to row, he doesn't want to row, and Scarlet thinks that he's lazy, but I actually think that he can sense that Harry wants to see magic. Okay. And I think maybe that he just wants to use magic to show Harry. Yes. So he uses magic, and he makes the boat row itself. And he's like, okay, Harry, don't mention this to anyone at Hogwarts. Just like I told you to keep secrets yeah. from me for me about the pig's tail. You're going to be keeping secrets for, for me my whole your whole life. Yes, Deal with it, dude. So, um, which really isn't a good way to be, but whatever. So then Hagrid tells Harry a little bit more about Gringotts and how there's, like, dragons guarding the high-security, like, vaults. And this is kind of relates to the part where, like, Harry and Ron and Hermione go to Bellatrix's vault to get the Hufflepuff cup, uh, Horcrux, uh, and they run into a dragon. So I think this is kind of cool, because, you know, it relates to a book, like, really far in the future, mm-hmm. and I genuinely think that's why it's there. Probably. And I, um, J.K. Rowling is really good at, like, foresh- like using, like, the foreshadowing in the books. Yeah, she really so is. So I like finding all the little parts when I reread the series. Me too! Me too! And I feel like this is the only reason Scarlett and I actually do this podcast. Because <laughs> it's, cause it's we like, awesome. We like, we find out new stuff every time, though. Yeah, we do. It's so much fun! It is! Okay, hopefully people like it, too. Yeah. So, um, I mean, if you're listening, you must. Fingers crossed. I hope so. So, uh, then Hagrid says he wants a dragon, which might be kind of strange, but hey, it's Hagrid we're talking about here, and Grace would like a dragon as well. Grace is my friend. She's very obsessed with dragons. Indeed, she is. If you're listening to the Grace, that's Grace. Hi! Hi, Grace! Hi, Grace! Hi, Grace! How are you doing today, Grace? Okay. Uh, let's move on. So, um, you know, Hagrid, it's Hagrid we're talking about here, and Hagrid loves dragons. Indeed, he and, does. But he does, want, he does end up with one in the end, though. So, you know, yeah. And uh, then, Hagrid tells Harry that the Gringotts is deep underground underneath London. And then they 
walked to the train after they got to the boat, and Hagrid, after they got off the boat, and then, uh, Hagrid kept pointing, like, random everyday things, and saying, like, the things muggles dream of, like, parking meters and street lamps. <laughs> but yeah. wizards have street lamps. Yeah, that's um, the thing. But they might light them with the mouse. I'll see. The things that we dream of. But, um, you think more people would notice? I mean, they're, like, staring at stuff, and he's a half-giant. And you'd think that people would just call the police, because it's, like, so strange, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we're just crazy. Maybe we're just crazy. Uh, so then Hag- Hagrid asks Harry if he still read his letter. And obviously he does. And he puts it out of his pocket. And he notices it for real. For the first time. I mean, this guy has to be more observant. Because there's a supply list. And he never sees it before. Yeah. He's never seen it. Mm-hmm. And it reads, Uniform. First year students will require three sets of plain black robe- work robes. Black. One plain pointed hat. Black. Full day wear. One pair of protective gloves, dragon hide, or similar. I want dragon hide. One winter cloak, black, with silver fastenings. And please note that all people students should carry name tags. What? Is that ever mentioned later? Like, Harry, like, looks at Hermione's robes and it has her name within the across it. That's, yeah, that's I'm pretty sure that was just a layer and it never happened. Yeah. How many students actually listen to that, though? Probably none. I know it. Maybe, like, that one teacher's pet. Yeah. That would be me. <laughs> bad thing but it's i'm referring to myself <laughs> okay um all students should uh course books all students should carry a copy of the following the standard book of spells grade one by Miranda goshawk a history of magic bethilda bagshot uh magical theory by albert waffling a beginner's guide to transfiguration by emmerich switch 1000 magical herbs and fungi by fidelia spore magical drafts and potions are uh, uh, RCNS Jigger. Fantastic Pixie Wheeler from the Bernasca But I love him so much. Okay, I'll move on. Uh, the Dark Forces, A Guide to Self Protection by Quentin Trimble. Other equipment, one wand, one cauldron, pewter, standard size two. One set of glass or crystal files. One telescope. Uh, one set of brass scales. And there are so many peaks in this and Toledo books in this chapter. Like, Obviously, as you people know, um, Newt's commander in Fantastic Beasts. Indeed. He's the best. He's so awesome. I love him so much. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, Harry is surprised that they can buy all of this in London. And like he thinks, like, maybe this is a joke. Like, the Dorothy's idea of a joke. They're just setting this up, you know, trying to trick me. But they don't have any sense of humor. So impossible. Wait, I just realized something. How could he even be thinking that? Because he literally has seen magic. I know. I know. But honestly, when he grows up with the Dursley saying, like, magic isn't real, maybe he thinks they attached a motor to the boat uh, and turned it on. Maybe he thinks that Dudley, like, um, hit a pigtail under his um, thing and, like, there was, like, a lever when Hagrid pressed his umbrella. It, like, popped out. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's logical explanations to all of these things. That is true. Besides, Haley is just so overwhelmed that he probably just thinks like, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But honestly, if this was happening to me, I feel like I'd be thinking of the exact same thing as Haley, but like who wouldn't be? Yeah. <laughs> I know I would be. I would be too. So then they get to the leaky cauldron and Haley has a feeling that all of, or like uh, uh, all the other people don't see it. Because their eyes seem to like go from the shop on the left to it to the shop on the right. And they completely skip over the leaky cauldron. Which is definitely right in front of them. Mm-hmm. And this, I feel like this is, um, like, Grimoire Place. Yeah. It must be hidden with the Fidelius charm. Mm-hmm. But everyone's secret keeper. Yes. Okay. But, like, but, like this they is... didn't hide it, Muggles would just walk right in and be like, oh, I want some butterbeer! And, well, that would not be good. Do they sell butterbeer in the Leaky Cauldron? I think so. I think so, too. But, like, you'd think that, like... They do. Like, Ron has never had it before. You know what I mean? And you'd think he would have gotten it in the Leaky Cauldron before. Eh, well, they have it there. I don't know if they do. What do you guys think? You're probably just being like, obviously they have it, or obviously they don't. But I feel like, I feel like they do. I'm I pretty sure like they, they do. I feel like they don't. I don't think they have butterbeer there, but they might do. But they don't think they do. We'll kind of pull the time about this. <laughs> plot hole. Um, or maybe it's just a plot hole. Uh, but there are lots of other people inside, and they are all 
honored to meet Harry. And then Harry recognizes uh, one of them as a person like a power tumor once in his shop. And this man is like, oh my gosh, he remembers me. But he'd probably be like, oh, my Merlin, or oh, Merlin. Yeah. Because they all say Merlin. Yeah. So the ones must be like, Merlin, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh, he was one of us. Like, <laughs> was oh, my gosh. Of, he was a best friend. He was an awesome Slytherin. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, Quirrell comes along, and he's, like, stuttering. It's like, oh, it's too weird. Like, too weird. Come on. How is that not suspicious? You know? I don't. I don't get it. Like, how do people not suspect anything? I don't anything? know. He stutters so much. He's like, stuttering Professor Quirrell. Because no one stutters like that much, you know? stuttering Professor Quirrell. Yes. But, like, I feel like he, it is known that he's sort of, he didn't really run into, like, trouble in, like, a dark forest or wherever he was, but I feel like people genuinely believe it changed him. But still. And maybe people just don't feel like talking to him when he's stuttering, so they don't question it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm really scared of defense against the dark arts, you know, it's scary, scary thing. But, like, no one teaches a subject that they're afraid of. Yeah. You don't do that. I would teach... Uh, care magical creatures. I am not afraid of them. And he obviously doesn't actually care. So. Obviously not. But um, it's just kind of weird because it's like a bad excuse. It's very unconvincing. And she thought it was unconvincing, but I genuinely think that it must be convincing because no one questions it. Eh, eh, eh. Okay. But then after a while, um, Hagrid and Harry move on, and they walk away from all the people like wanting to shake Harry's hand over. And over there was this one guy who just kept getting the back of the line to shake him yeah. again. He's yeah. like, Oh, one of them, Diggle the Stiggle. Yes, yes. So that happened. Wait, what? That was the guy that we were talking about. He said that to Uncle Vernon. Yeah, Diggle the Stiggle was everywhere. He's also the guy who, um, McGonagall thinks like shot the fireworks up in Kent. Yeah, but yeah. So, uh, then Hagrid taps his umbrella on the brick. Three up, two across. Okay, hey, stand back, Harry. Okay, so random short story. Um, I don't know why we did this, but so me and Elsie were in third grade and we were at our school. And so our school is made of bricks. So it we is. decided, let's go to Diagon Alley. <laughs> so we tap on the bricks, doing three up and two across. We were literally tapping <laughs> on the wall with our wands from Universal I didn't Studios. Ha- I, have, I hadn't gone to Universal Studios. Yeah, well, I, I made my wand. Yeah, she I had a wand, though. I had a wand, And obviously. I genuinely was thinking, like, maybe, <laughs> just maybe, this will open up and reveal something awesome. I was hoping so hard. So, yeah. Um, a weird but true and completely unrelated story. That's what we're here for. <laughs> but, like, I was absolutely amazed. But, I mean, you wouldn't be absolutely amazed by the shops. I was amazed when I stepped into Universal Studios. I cried when I saw Hogwarts. Really? Yeah, I cried. I, I, and my mom's like, she, my mom cried, too, because she was, like, happy for me. It was just, I, it, I, like, Hogwarts is genuinely kind of my home. Yeah. So, to see it. And then yeah. walk in it. I cry. It's so amazing. And Henry's like, why are you crying? And I'm like, chill, dude. Harry's like, why are you crying? Henry, my brother. I thought you said Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Henry's like, why are you crying, dude? And I'm like, chill. I love this place. Okay. He went a quiet Star Wars line when he was like, what? <laughs> I mean, he was okay. just sad. He was doing a tantrum when he was four. But he didn't even go there when he was four. So let's just not talk about this. Uh, so like, it must be amazing just walk in there and see all these magic shops and people. And it's so amazing. Oh my so gosh, many yeah. so like, many things. Someone's like like in the movies, I don't think this is in the book, but like they're standing up from the boom shop and like the Nimbus 2000, it's the best it's the boom in the world. And Harry just stares at them. And he's like, I want that. Okay. And it's like really when he starts being like, Quidditch. Yeah! Yeah, yeah. Quidditch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Scarlet, repeat after me. Hold up your right hand. I insert your name. I insert your name. You know what it means. Go. I. <laughs> oh, I literally don't think you want to be. No. Scarlet. Okay, I, Scarlet. Um, do solemnly swear. Do not solemnly swear. Solemnly swear. Just do it. I solemnly swear. That I will not sing like we did last time. That I will not sing like we did last time. Because last time we titled the episode and the songs we sing. That's not happening again. Because last you time. You don't have to repeat that. We titled the episodes, the no. episode, the song, and the songs we sing. And you don't have to repeat that. So, uh, okay, so, okay. Okay, so, um, uh, Harry wishes he had, like, ten more eyes, but ten eyes would be a bit creepy, you know, people would like him a lot if they had ten eyes. Yeah. Wait, I thought he said ten heads. <laughs> Two eyes. Do you want me to go get the book? I don't. I trust you. But, uh, he'd be, like, fluffy if he had more heads. Uh, yeah. So, this is the moment we've all been waiting for, except for me. I've always been waiting for the wand moment. But this is the moment Scarlet has been waiting for. Oops. So, this is the moment Scarlet has always been waiting for. We arrive at Gringotts. Mwah! Ha! Ha! 
Then I moved from the wall, there's a kind of poem sign. It reads, Enter, stranger, but take heed of what awaits the sin of greed. For those who take but do not earn must pay most dearly in their turn. So if you sink beneath our floor the treasure that was never yours, think you have been warned, beware of finding more than treasure there. That is the beautiful thing that I, the amazing Elsie, has memorized. Wow. I'm I know, just, right? Oh, yeah. that is so amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I memorized that for some Harry Potter moment. Okay. So then, Hagrid tells Harry, I told you you'd be mad to try to rob it. <sighs> then um, Harry and Hagrid walk into, they see goblins sitting in rows, about a hundred of them, scribbling in large ledgers, weighing coins, and Nebraska scales, examining precious stones from eyeglasses. Um, I, what is that? I was using voice type, okay? Scribbling in large letters, weighing coins in Nebraska? What is that? And weighing coins in... Brass? Brass scales. Brass scales. So Hagrid and Harry walk in, and they see goblins sitting in rows, about a hundred of them or more, scribbling in large letters, um, weighing coins on brass scales, and examining precious stones from their eyeglasses. Yes. Don't use voice type. <laughs> okay. But then again, that's funny. Okay. So then they walk up to a goblin and say, we're here. And Hagrid says, like, we're here to take some money out of Mr. Potter's safe. And then uh, the goblin gives him the key. And I can't imagine how surprised I'd be if I were there and Hagrid handed him my key. Keys are old people things. Yes, they are. They're from the 90s. They're from the 1981s. Yeah, totally. The 1981s. Sorry to all the people who were born in the 1981s. The 1981ers. Like, yeah. Do we have a listener that was born in 1981? We could. You never know. Let me do some math. Yeah, we could. Yeah. Okay. They'd be 39. No, 41. 41, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. Okay. Sorry to 1981, people. Sorry. So then Hagrid says, I also have a letter from Professor Dumbledore, sir, that you know what involved seven, well, 713. Um, yeah, that was my, that was my beautiful Hagrid voice. Like, We're going to do a bonus episode where we impersonate characters later, and I feel like Scarlet is messed fail okay. at that okay so then the goblin reads the letter and goes very well then so they get into the talk car car and hagrid gets sick because like it's a crazy ride i mean i get really much to get a car like insanely motion sick yeah so i can't imagine how motion sick i would get on that thing i, I mean would, i would throw up for sure that's kind of like the ride at um universal though yeah but like the, i feel like that would be a similar experience and you did not throw up on that sick on that Okay, well, I'm sorry. Your life is torture. I don't get motion sick on rides. I mean, yeah, I don't get motion sick. So Harry asks Hagrid, What is the universe of uh, 713? And Hagrid replies, That it's very secret to Hogwarts business, yeah! Which I don't think he should have said, because he basically starts saying to Harry, Oh, something awesome is going on at Hogwarts and you can't know it! I mean, like, anyone would be curious after hearing that. I know! Like, come on, people. Yeah. So then they get to Harry's vault and they walk in. And Harry is super surprised that he has so much money. Because, like, the whole time he went with the Dursleys, he had, like, nothing. Like, nothing at nothing all. Nothing at all. And suddenly, he's like, this is all mine? Mine? Like, mine? Like, really, really mine? You know how on the Lego game, he just points to him, like, the Legos, and he's like, me? And Hagrid's like, yeah, you. <laughs> he got this money because his grandfather actually invented the Squeaky Teeth hair potion. I didn't know that. That um, Hermione uses in the fourth book to make her hair go out straight. And that's oh, why wow. she goes in from the snowball fight early. And, you know, he died. So it went to James, who is their only child. And oh. later went on to Harry Potter. I didn't know that. Like, yeah. I didn't know that. That's so that's, cool. That's crazy. Squeaky Teeth hair potion. Yep. Um, so it must be so exciting for him. So yeah, just super exciting. So then Harry and Hagrid piled some of it into a bag, and, ex- and Hagrid explains wizarding money. He goes, it's 17 sickles to a galleon, and 29 cannots to cannot. a sickle. It's easy enough. I don't know about you guys, but I think that's a very confusing money system. Like, why can't it just be like 10, 15, 20 sickles to a galleon, and 30 cannots um, to a sickle? It would be much easier to remember. Yeah, it would be, though. But I guess when you think about it, it's only memorizing, like, two numbers. And most people have grown up in this whole wizarding situation. Yeah. So it might not be that confusing. Like, when you think about it, time is confusing. Why is it 60? 
Yeah, that's true. But we just, like, are like, oh, obviously it's 15. That makes so much sense. So it might just make sense the way that it's like, obviously true. it's 17 and obviously it's 29. What else would it be? That's so simple. Yeah. It's okay. not like, I guess, there's 50 different numbers. It's only Yeah. Okay. So then they get to the mysterious Vault 713. Which I actually typed vote 713 because, again, I was using voice type. Yes. She has problems. So, but this is how she writes the script. So, you know what? No, she I wrote half of it, I think. Okay. Well, it was the second. It was after this. I started right after Did this. you write my section? Not. I wrote type. the first half of it not voice typing, then the second half of it voice typing. Because mine was fine. No, the end of it wasn't. The end of it was not. That's when I started voice typing. Okay. Okay. So. Griffith, who's the goblin that they're there with, Griffith. strokes the door gently with one of his long fingernails that simply That's melts away. Creepy. That's just so weird. I don't like that. That's weird. That scares me. So he says that if anyone other than a goblin tried to do that, they would be sucked inside. Oh. And Harry asks how often they check in there, and the goblin goes, 10 years, every 10 years. But you know what I want to wow. know? He says, like, oh, every 10 years. So it seems like the system's been in place for a while, yeah. right? Yeah. How long has the Sorcerer's Stone been in Gringotts? I don't know, but I don't want to be trapped in there either way. <laughs> I know, but like, when you think about it, I thought it was just moved in there recently. It might. It seems like it wasn't, though. Like, if you think that system would have been going for at least 100 years. Yeah, the way that he says it. it makes He's it like, oh, every 10 years. Yeah, every 10 years we check on it. Yeah. What if you got trapped in there, like, right before they check, like the day before? That would be too bad. That would be, yeah, but then you probably go to Azkaban. That's true. Or so, at least some other jail. Yeah. Bad. So Harry's like expecting something super excited, exciting, but all he needs is a small grubby package um, after the smoke clears away. But I think it's a little brown bag in the floor. It's wrapped up. I think it actually says in the book that he didn't, he didn't, he said it was empty at first. Like that's how small yeah. it is. But um, also the thing is, I think that, okay. um, I think that the reason um, I think that the reason that, like, they made it every 10 years is because, like, it's not torture for a, when you're dead to be in there for 10 years, but the Sorcerer's Stone will keep you alive that whole oh. time. So then you're just trapped in there with nothing to do for 10 years. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? That's, like, I don't know if that's I why. forgot about the Sorcerer's Stone. I'm just like, wouldn't you die after, like, two days? Not two days. But, like, you know what I mean. Yeah. But, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that's just my theory. But would people know how to, well, they must know if it's doing, if they're breaking it to get it. Yeah. So, true. okay, that works. Okay, so then they leave Gringotts, and they go to Madame Malkin's robes for all occasions. Malkin's. I can't talk. For future reference, we are not saying Madame Malkin's robes for all occasions every single time. It's not a Malkin. We're just going to say Madame Malkin, Malkin's. Or Madame Malkin's robes, or Malkin's. But that's just disrespectful because she's mad and mouthing. Yes. But it's not for our occasion. Okay, so it is located on the north side of Diagon Alley. North side. And it is owned by Madame Malkins. Shocking. They sell dress robes, traveling cloaks, and also on very rare occasion, invisibility cloaks. Okay. Here are some other things that they sell. Want to yeah. go every other? Yeah, okay, okay. sure. Looperware. Chameleon skin gloves. Charmed leather gloves. Self ironing robes. Self repairing robes. A pack of name tags, 10 zickles. Boyd's Griffinary uniform pack. Uh, boys Gryffindor cloak pack. Girls Gryffindor uniform pack. Girls Gryffindor cloak pack. Boys Slytherin uniform pack. Boys Slytherin cloak pack. Girls Slytherin uniform pack. Girls Slytherin cloak pack. Okay, you get the idea, people. Basically, for every house, there's, there's a, a cloak pack for girls, a cloak pack for boys, a, a uniform pack, pack for and boys, and, and a, a uniform, uniform pack, pack for girls. And then they have dragon hide gloves. Yeah. Yeah, and those are three gallons okay. and 11 sickles, just in case you're wondering if you want to buy one. And name tags are 10 different. Okay. So that comes from harrypotter.fandom.com forward slash wiki uh, forward slash madam with a capital M underscore malkin with a capital M. Uh, the little percentage sign 27S underscore robes with a capital R underscore four underscore R with a capital A underscore occasions with a capital O. Uh, question mark so equals sign search. Okay. Yep. I thought that was very amazing. I did that beautifully. Okay. And Madam Malkins, he meets Malfoy for the first time. He's just so sassy. And, like, Harry said, sorry, he thinks that's it. He'd be going to get huge trouble if he said this. Um, So he thinks that Malfoy reminds him strongly of Dudley. Dudley. Which he kind of does. So then Malfoy asks about Quidditch, and Harry has no idea what it could be. 
And then Malfoy's like, oh, my dad says it's a crime if I'm not picked to play for my house. And I must my say I agree. My father says it's a crime if I'm not picked for my house. And I must say I very, I strongly agree. Yes. And and then he's like, no, what house you'll be in yet? No, what house you'll be in yet? Yeah, but... Um, well, obviously no one is until they get uh, there, do they? But I know I'll be in Slytherin. <laughs> Everyone in my family is. Goodness. Um, I think that's a compliment. Okay. I'm going to take it as one. Okay, so obviously he hasn't noticed that this is Harry Potter he's talking to, because, I mean, I think he would have said something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then Malfoy starts insulting Hagrid, which is just very offensive. And then he insults Muggles. And when I first read this book, I was liking him less and less every single part I read. Mm-hmm. So then he asks Harry, what's your surname? But before he could answer, Madame Malkin told him that he was done. I would be so grateful for Madame Malkin if that had happened to you me. You know what I wonder? What? I wonder if this was put in the book like this, so Malfoy wouldn't know what Harry's surname is. That's literally what I was thinking. Oh, okay. And so, like, so that it's probably because it's so that he doesn't figure out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that this is Harry Potter. He's course. obviously not supposed to figure it out yet until yeah. he gets to Hogwarts or he gets on a train. Yes. So Hagrid is waiting outside with ice cream. Ice cream. And as he and Harry eat it, Hagrid can tell that something is up with Harry. He asks, what's wrong? And Harry tells him all about Malfoy and asks about Quidditch. And Hagrid explains it is a very popular sport in the wizarding world but like what other sports are popular that's what i want to know like you've got like wizard chess and then like gobstones and exploding snaps yeah but that's not but those aren't sports okay those are like games and they're really fun i love chess wizard chess sounds fun i love gobstones i love exploding snap and i have played those but like Quidditch seems like the only sport option. It seems long to me because obviously in the Muggle world, there's like yeah, soccer and basketball and tennis and, and hockey softball and skiing and, and baseball and, and snowboarding and bobsledding and, and bobsledding and um and um ice lacrosse, skating, ice skating, lacrosse, field hockey, field hockey, regular hockey. You already said that. Okay. Baseball, softball. I said that. Cricket. Cricket. Oh, I like cricket. <laughs> I played that once. It's fun. Golf. Golf. Yes. Um, mini golf. Mini golf. <laughs> We're not going to list all the sports that we know, but that just seems like so little. It does. I don't, I don't get it. Okay, whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, that was, I'm sorry if we just lost all of our listeners. Um, yeah. Hey, if you don't want to listen to us, go off topic. This is not the podcast for you. Go find another podcast where people are professional podcasters and professional podcasters go off topic. So you're going to have a hard time in the podcast world. Good luck. Mwahaha. Mwahaha. Ha, ha, ha. Okay. Okay. So then, um, Harry then asks Hagrid about the Hogwarts houses, and Hagrid explains that there are four. And then he tells them to be extremely offensive that everyone says the Hufflepuffs are a bunch of duffers. I Omg! I love Hagrid, but that is like so mean. Okay. The thing is, when I got Hufflepuff, I'm like, oh, Hagrid said they were a bunch of duffers. I don't want to be a duffer. You yeah. know? I was sad too. It first. was. Well, no, you won't, because I had gotten it, so we were jumping. I know, but I was a little bit sad. Yeah. For a second, I was sad. You know what I want to know? What? So, J.K. Rowling obviously sets up the Slytherins to be hated, and then the Hufflepuffs to be hated. Yeah. But then she tries to redeem them, and she says, like, oh, they are not bad. But when you write a seven-book series about how bad they are, you can't exactly be surprised that people think they're bad. Yeah. It's like, it, she sets it up, and I don't like that. Yeah. Because I love the seven people in the world if you're not evil if you're evil goodbye yes but there's so many good slytherins yeah okay so then they leave and they head over to flores and blood so here's a little bit on that why do we always say that we talk for like i don't know a couple minutes okay so it is again again located on the north side of diagon oh there's two chops on north side so far okay wow okay so they it is owned by an unidentified manager and villainy a couple of years earlier yes indeed okay a lot of stuff happens so, there. Um, sometimes they have book signings there so here are the books that they sell uh, a book of charms and spells a beginner's guide to transfiguration <laughs> magical drops and potions the dark force is a guide to self-protection a history of magic 1000 magical herbs and fungi that one uh the, the standard book of spells grade one magical theory fantastic beasts and where to find them fantastic beasts and where to find them break with banshee interrupting my dance getting with ghouls traveling with trolls voyages with vampires ha- holidays with hogs 
wanderings with werewolves. Do you yeah. think that whoever did that traveled with Lupin? Did they wander with Lupin? That could be true. They wandered with Lupin! <gasps> You're the Yeti. The standard book is Star Wars Grade 2. The Monsters Book of Monsters. Uh, I'm talking the future. Intermediate Transfiguration. The standard book is Star Wars Grade 3. Easy Spells to Fool Mongols. The Life and Lives of Albus Dumbledore. Curses and Catcher Curses. Wait, that's mean! Easy Spells to Fool Muggles. That didn't register with me. That's mean! That is! <laughs> we were just reading them. Wait! Jeez. Okay. Let's okay. keep going. Quidditch to the Ages. The official guide to the Quidditch World Cup. Uh, Dumbledore's Army. The Dark Side of the D-Mob. This one I love. Charm your own cheese! <laughs> Revised. Oh, yes. <laughs> Book it's... of Spells, possibly. Encyclopedia of Toadstools. The Invisible Book of Invisibility. How to Tame Tigers. Wait, what happened to the standard book of spells grade 4 and grade 5 and grade 6 and grade 7? I don't know. Were they just not mentioned in the moot book? Probably. Because this is all. Okay. And so that is at harrypotter.fandom.com forward slash wiki forward slash flourish with a capital F underscore and underscore blots with a capital B question mark so equals sign search. Okay. Beautiful. I like doing that. <laughs> but that looks too. Okay, so the shelves were stacked to the ceiling with books as large as paving stones and bound in leather. They aren't just normal books. They are magic books, spell books, and all sorts of other books. And oh my gosh. I would just love to be in there with all the magic books. It would just be so amazing. I would have a library. I would like to live in there. Maybe I live in the Hogwarts library, though. Yeah. That could be cool, too. Okay. So just eat the house. Harry finds one book, and he wants to curse Dudley with some of the curses in them. And I'm not saying it's a bad idea but it's a bad idea exactly but like this spells a way to advance for him anyway i think he's overestimating his skills <laughs> he's like oh yeah i can do this stuff i feel like i'm a famous wizard who took down the greatest dark wizard of all time so obviously i can curse dudley yeah it's just a plain old muggle a great the greatest muggle Hagrid has ever laid his eyes on yeah so it didn't make sense but okay mm-hmm. So then Hagrid and Harry go to get cauldrons, which I'm really now they never saw what the shop was called. The cauldron shop. Okay. But here's a little bit on cauldrons. A little bit. I feel like we should expand our vocabulary. Here's a wee little bit. A wee little bit. Okay. Okay, so this is um let's see. It's used uh, as a bucket or a kettle in it. Yeah, which it's... and for cooking and carrying supplies and using it to brew potions, which I find a little strange. So the early history of it, it was just used for cooking. Yeah, but then they started using it to brew magical potions later on. Uh-huh. And um, here are the types of cauldrons. A standard size 2 brass. A standard size 2 copper. A standard size 2 pewter. Collapsible, collapsible cauldron. That's cool. Self-stirring cauldron. Exploding cauldron. What's the point of that? That's probably by Fred and George. Yeah, oh, it must be. Yeah. Sloshing cauldron. Cheese cauldron. That's <laughs> probably also by Fred and George. Wait, we had a book of cheese how to chum your own cheese no. and then there's a cheese cauldron the book of cheese and then there's a cheese cauldron. they go together they do you you make your potions in the cheese co- okay move yeah on. silver cauldron solid gold cauldron the least cauldron is named after a cauldron indeed it is indeed it is and that that is that is, that is all that we've got to say about um cauldrons and that is that HarryPotter.fandom.com forward slash wiki forward slash Potter in the capital C question mark so equals and such. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Okay, so Hagrid tells Harry that he can't get a gold cauldron because it's on his list and like that's kind of weird that he wanted that, but okay. I can't imagine how much more Snape would hate him if he had a gold one. He'd probably be like, a Potter, you don't deserve this gold cauldron. Give it some cement over here. Yeah, he probably would be. And also, you have a great Snape voice. Thank you! Yay! I like doing Snape voices. Yeah, but, like, Snape would just be like, oh, you're just so fed up with yourself. Being famous isn't everything you know. I know. Like, he asks Harry these ridiculous questions, like, what is an infusion of wormwood? What is that? We, might, we, we should look that up for the script. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay, so then Harry gets, but Harry does get a, a big set of scales and a collapsible telescope. Cool! So then they head over to the apothecary. Here's a little on that. Oh, okay, nice. so this is for some reason also located on the north side of Diagon Alley. What? Okay. Yeah. Um. Yes. Oh wait, I want to hear. I want. I want you guys to hear who it's run by. It is run by an apothecary shopkeeper. Indeed, and is located in Diagon Alley. Wow. <gasps> oh, ingredients. There's a lot of ingredients. Okay. Yes, they sell a ton of ingredients here. Let's do it. 
bat spleens, bat wings, bizarre, beetle eyes, castor oil, dragon blood, dragon livers, dragonfly thoraxes, bibliwig stings, eel eyes, flabberworm mucus, honey, uh, horn clump juice, horn slugs, uh, infusion of wormwood, jawbone old feather, uh, not grass, lace wing flies, leaping toadstool, leeches, leaf river water, mistletoe berries, peppermint, poppy heads, porcupine quill, pufferfish eyes, root of alconit, root rose oil, rose thorn, salamander blood. That's so sad. I just almost said scamander blood. Wait, if you, oh, oh, poor newt. I know, and poor other people too. No, I only care about newt. Okay, uh, sugar figs. Snake fangs. Sw- um, spine of lionfish. Sprig of lavender. Uh, unicorn tail hair. Unicorn horn. Valerian sprigs. Wolf, wolf spines. Okay, that, there must be more than that though. It's an apothecary. There must be more than that. Okay. And that is at harrypotter.fandom.com forward slash wiki forward slash apothecary with the capital A question mark so equals time search. Okay. So apparently the shop smells terrible, but everything in it was fascinating. While Hagrid bought Harry some potion ingredients, Harry looked at unicorn horns and beetle eyes. Which is just so sad. Think of how many, like how think of how many unicorns and beetles they heard just trying to get those two ingredients. That's so sad. But besides that, it does sound like a pretty cool shop. It's gonna smell. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. Okay. So after that, they go outside, and Hagrid says that they only have his wand left, and oh yes, his birthday present. When Harry hears this, he goes red and tells Hagrid he doesn't have to. It's really sad that he feels like this. I mean, but it does kind of make sense. But, like, Dursley's given terrible or no presents for 11 years. So yeah. But, like, just saying, like, you don't have to get it from me. It's just someone saying everyone does. Like, if someone I said, know, but he turned red. Oh. Okay, I missed that. Oh, he yeah. should have turned red. That's sad. Yeah, he's, like, embarrassed at how oh, they thought about him. That's so sad. Yes, indeed. Maybe my parents should adopt me for Harry. Yeah. <laughs> so. So Hagrid takes Harry to Elop's Owl Emporium. So here's a little bit on that. Uh, okay. It's on the north side again. Oh my god. Oh, that's gracious. Okay. This, this is going crazy. So here is, um. oh, also, they, so these are their employees. They have a manager and a female employee. Wait, 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 wait. They have a manager and a female employee? That's so specific! I know! Oh! That gives me so much information. Can I name the manager? Cool Fred. And I'm naming the female employee... Bobette. That's what I was going to say. Bobette. <laughs> Literally, I was like thinking Bob, and I'm like, Bobette! I said that cool in my head. Fred and his daughter, Bobette. Indeed. Okay. And by the way, Cool Fred is a party sniffer. So the manager is a party sniffer. No, Cool Fred's not a party sniffer. He's a llama. A party sniffer. No. He's not a party sniffer. Yes, he is. No, he's not. He's okay, so here are the owls that they sell there. A barn owl. A brown owl. A screech owl. A snowy owl. A tarny owl. A scopes owl. A brown fish oil. Oil? That's <laughs> Sorry, a brown fish owl. A barred owl. An eagle owl. And they also sell um Elap's premium owl treats. Oh, my goodness. So I feel like we should go on the lightning bolt round, but it's such a short question. If you could have one of these owls, which would you have? I think I would either get a snowy owl or brown fish oil. <laughs> okay, I need to know what a brown fish owl looks like. I said brown fish oil. I know, but I want to see the brown fish owl. Oh, that's cute. Okay, I would get a um, tawny owl because they're so cute. Look. Oh my gosh! I know! I told you. And then the brown owls are really cute too. Mm-hmm. And the snowy owl is obviously cute. I think owls are just cute in general, guys. I think that they are. Okay. okay, so that is at harrypotter.fandom.com forward slash wiki forward slash elops with a capital E underscore owl um, with a capital O underscore emporium with a capital E question mark so equals sign search. Have you noticed that these links are all the same? Because it's like elops owl emporium and then like apothecary and I'm like yeah, cauldrons. I have noticed that. I could probably just recite it without looking at it. Yep, but you want to be careful. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Harry walks out holding a cage with a beautiful snowy owl in it, oh. fast asleep. He couldn't stop stammering his thanks to Hagrid, but Hagrid does not to mention it. Okay, so now what we have all been waiting for. I thought we were all waiting for Gringotts. He said that up there. We're waiting for both. Uh, uh, that, but, or she, uh, she wrote it one night and then she forgot and she wrote it again. Uh, maybe. 
Okay. Okay. So when they head over to Ollivander. So obviously Ollivander's is the part that Harry is most excited for, obviously. So here's a little bit on Ollivander's. Happy about it with you. Okay. So this is actually on the south side of Diagon Alley. Not the north side, the south side. I was getting very annoyed. Yeah, that's the north side. Yeah. So basically we're not gonna talk too much about this. But for reasons that there's not even a lot here that we can't talk about. Uh, items for sale are wands and peacock feathers. The wands are seven galleons, and the peacock feathers are one cut if you want to plan ahead your vocation trip to buy those things. Okay. Were you aware that there's a branch of Ollivanders and Hogsmeade located in High Street? Wait, what? Wait. Yeah, look. This branch is very similar to its counterpart in Diagon Alley. It was run by an associate of Garrick Ollivander. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Okay. So apparently, people. Apparently. Oh, a branch of Ollivanders and Hogsmeade. That's interesting. That is interesting. Okay. So I think that's all that we have to say on Ollivanders. So this is at harrypotter.fandom.com forward slash wiki forward slash Ollivanders with a capital O question mark so equal sign search. Beautiful. Okay. Okay, so then Harry meets Mr. Ollivander for the first time, and he seems to make Harry a little bit nervous. Wait. Quarrel? Doesn't make Harry nervous, but Mr. Ollivander does? Also, why did his scar hurt when he met Coral? That's because um, Harry's scar hurt when Voldemort turned to him. Oh. The first time it hurt, you know how Coral was talking to Snape? Yeah. And then he turned his head so that Voldemort could see Harry. Oh, right. Okay. That's yeah. when he, um, it, he was facing Coral's face, you know? Okay, that makes sense. So yeah. his turn, yeah. he couldn't see Voldy. Yeah, but, okay, that Coral was- Coral himself yeah. doesn't trigger the, uh, spot. That's true. Okay. okay, that was unrelated. Let's unrelated is fun. Okay. So then all, Mr. Ollivander says, yes, yes, I thought I'd be seeing you soon, Harry Potter. that i really love it's the really one, the, it's really it's really the one that uses the wizard of course yeah, i just one. love that other one just so great and the wand make one side of me love that one. okay so since we we're about to talk a lot like a lot about wands here's a little bit of background information about them i'm not going to talk a lot because yeah so then mr olivander tells harry about what voldemort what wand voldemort has and i think that jk rowling put this in to hint us that oh, harry wanted something to do with voldemort. i want to see if i can get his wand i think it's 13 inches with you would and it's phoenix hair core obviously but i don't know what the flexibility is so i want to look it up no come yeah i do okay fine 13 and a half okay so i was close and um it's you yeah and well, that's obvious that's phoenix hair core, yeah and i don't know what the flexibility was so if you people know good for you i don't yeah maybe you should be the one doing the hair yeah, so, podcast so basically jk Rowling just trying to Hint us that Harry's wanted something to do with Voldemort. Oh, I don't know. Maybe they're twin ones. Oh, yeah. Just maybe. maybe. I mean, maybe. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Are they brother ones or twin ones? Twin ones. Okay. Yeah. Cause... Okay. Okay. So then a tape measure starts measuring Harry, which a minute later he realizes that it's doing this by magic. I can't believe he didn't notice this earlier. Like, what is that, like, measuring the space between his muscles? Yeah, like, how did he not see that? I don't know. It's I mean, no, I think he noticed that it was, but I don't think he noticed it was happening by magic. Yeah, I just feel like this mm. kid, like we said earlier, needs to be more observant. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. So then Mr. Ollivander explains that no two wands are alike. And he tells Harry that all, all the core types and how one of them get good results with another's wand. And we could talk about this forever and ever and ever. ever so let's ever. get to the interesting And we will. Part. We will talk about it forever yeah. and ever. Then, so then Harry gets handed the first wand he will ever touch. Did he touch Hagrid's umbrella? No. Okay. No, he didn't. Okay. So obviously... The only one that's going to work is the twin wand to Valdi, but, but they don't know that. Shh. They don't know that. They don't know that yet. Shh, don't tell Harry. Okay. Harry, for some reason, but also recently, feels foolish. He waves it around like crazy, and then it is sashed back out of his hand almost immediately. Then he tries a bunch more, and soon enough, there's a huge pile of wands. Good luck, Mr. Ollivander, getting all this back up on the shelf before the next customer. I know how he does it. How? Oh, magic. <laughs> okay. But for some reason, he becomes happier and happier the more wands he pulls off the shelf. I think he likes hard customers. Yes. Finally, he pulls the right wand down. Curious. Very, very curious. The wand is holly and phoenix feather, 11 inches and nice and supple. Harry raises the wand and feels a sudden warmth in his finger. He brings it down with a swish and a stream of red and gold sparks rain out. 
which I'm realizing right now that it is his inner Gryffindor. Wait, I never realized that. I know, right? Oh, wait, I like that. Yeah, me too. Oh, I wonder okay. if it does that for the other houses. Or maybe know. it's just for Harry. Because otherwise they would just, the sorting hat has no purpose. Yeah, I know, They right? figure out when they get their wands. Yeah. Okay, so Mr. Ollivander says, again, curious, very curious. And then he explains that Voldemort has the twin wand to it. Um, so yeah, like, they're just, because the phoenix, that tail feather that is in Harry's wand, the Fox's phoenix. Fox's Yes. It, he dropped one more feather, which went into Voldemort's wand, so they're twin wands, they're which twin is wand. why they can't hurt each other. Yeah. Are they twins or are they just brothers? They're twins. Okay, they're twins. Then Harry leaves the shop and says to Hagrid, everyone thinks I'm special, and, they, and I can't even remember what I'm famous for. But, like, but kinda really, can. he kind of can. He yeah. kind of can. It's just not well. Mm-hmm. But Hagrid's like, oh, well... Oh, well. Eh, you'll figure it out. <laughs> so he hands Harry his ticket to Hogwarts and tells him to be there, when to be there, and he tells Hagrid that if he has, that if he has any problems with the Dursleys, then, Hed- then Hedwig will know when to find him. And before Harry can ask him anything, in the blink of an eye, he's gone. Yay! Lightning bolt round? Yep. Lightning bolt round. So, if you could pick out of all of these books, from Dolly, from Flosh and Blods, if you could only pick three, what would you pick? Well, I would definitely 100% like pick charm your own cheese. <laughs> <laughs> okay, pick two more. And then I would get, hmm, let's think. Quidditch through the ages. Okay, and? Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Okay, that's pretty similar to mine. I would get um, Fantastic Beasts Where to Find Them, obviously. I would get, um, I would get Quidditch of the Ages, and honestly, I would probably get Charmio and Cheese. Yeah, <laughs> we're the same. We're the same because we're awesome like that. Okay, yeah, okay. So, you... so this is my question: If you could only pick five ingredients to get from the <laughs> apothecary, what would they be? Okay, I would, I would get. Um, I want to get salamander blood, but I feel like that would remind me too much of poor Newt, so I wouldn't get that. Just... I would get a a bezoar because that could be very useful. Yes. I would get um, rose oil, because that sounds pretty, definitely. I would get a unicorn horn, I think, but that's just kind of sad, but I would get a unicorn anyway. I think I would get um, mistletoe berries, because that sounds fun. And I kind of want to see what black bat screens looks like, so I think I'd get And that's what I'd get. Okay. okay. Interesting. You're on the art block. You can pick any way to get back. Diagon Alley. How would you go? I think. Oh my gosh, it's so far. Do you know what I would do? What? I would take a roller coaster. Okay. And then I would. Did you get motion sick on those? I don't care. Okay. I still love them. Then I would take a merry-go-round the a little bit of the way. Then I would then I would swim in a pool of jello a little bit of the way. Then I would fly in a motorcycle a little bit of the way. A electric motorcycle. Okay. Now you only get to pick one more thing. And then, for the last part, I would fly in a broomstick the rest of the way. Okay. Actually, no. No, I would not. What would you fly on? No, I would not fly on it. Okay, think for a second. I would, appar- no, use flu powder the rest of the way. Okay, I'm fairly disappointed in you. You didn't say party sniffers. <gasps> oh my god! I said I'd ride a flying party sniffer! I'd ride a party sniffer! I'd ride a party sniffer! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Party sniffer, party sniffer! I'm all in for party sniffer! Okay. You, you do your question. Okay. I also want to ride on a hippogriff and a broomstick. Okay, so if you could pick one thing to buy from Madame Malkins, what would you buy? Oh, don't they have invisibility cloaks? Yeah, I think that'd be cool. No, no, they do. They do. Okay, they have invisibility cloaks on rare occasions, but I'm very awesome, so I think they'd pick me. Okay, okay. Um, okay. So you're gonna rob Gringotts. What's your game plan? My game plan. Your game plan is get in. Get in. Then realize, oh no, I don't want to do this actually, and then get out. Nope. You're robbing it. What are you doing? Fine. I'm going. Uh, I'm going, and I'm stealing one canut. Okay, but how are you going to get in? Going to sneak in and going to see the goblin. Hi, this was a dare. Can I please have one canut? I'll pay you back a galleon later. I promise I'll give this on my. I'm going to put a galleon in this person's vault and take a canut. And then he would take me down, and I would take a canut and put it in a galleon, and he would say, good job, and then I would get out. Okay. I think I would just... technically be robbing it. Okay, I think I'd use the Polyjuice Potion, and with an invisibility cloak, obviously. 
and I'd go down. Danny would ask you. Yeah, me. And I would take all the stuff from Bellatrix Kids Vault because she doesn't deserve it. Okay. And Umbridge's. Interesting. Because she doesn't deserve it at all. She does not. Okay, your turn. Last one. So, this is a pretty quick question, but if you could have twin wands with anybody, who would it be? Twin wands with anybody? Newt. Duh. Oh. <laughs> if I could have a twin one with anybody, it would be Elsie. If I could have triplet ones with someone, it would be you. But okay. Mm-hmm. Newt has to come first, like, always. Duh. Okay, okay. Is that it? I think that that's it. This week's episode of Akio Potterhead's Diagon Alley. Thank you for listening and make sure to always be Akio in your inner Potter.